aware. <laughs> <laughs> That's our intro. Just so you know. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Almost Healthy. Emily, how are you? I'm, so Sam knows I have a bad sinus infection, but I am no longer contagious. I've been on antibiotics for two days. Um, Even if you were contagious, I would still hang out with you, and that's called love. It really is. No, I fully believe that. Probably, <laughs> like how you just scooted away from me. <laughs> like, I fully believe that just because who else would you hang out with? Honestly, there's no one else I'd rather be sick with. Amen. Right? And that's and called I'm... being friends with a Virgo and an Aquarius. I know. It was so funny because I texted Sam, and I was like, I'm, she's like, do you want to go to a spin class once a week with me? And I was like, well, I don't know if I'd have time because I would go this week, but I am super ill. And she texts me back. She's like, understandable. I lost my voice. Oh, yeah. I like couldn't talk Sunday through Wednesday. Wait, so what happened? I woke up and I didn't have a voice and I didn't even get legs. <laughs> didn't even get legs. <laughs> Words trade deal. <laughs> To the topic of the week. Speaking of ASMR, Thanksgiving is around the corner. <laughs> what? Um, yeah, Thanksgiving is around the corner, and you know what that means? Break, less food, family, traffic, really expensive flights, capitalism. Professors who assign you things due on Thanksgiving, wearing jeans and then promptly regretting it, eating so much that you feel like you're going to vomit, or honoring your body and eating just the right amount. And no one can peer pressure you into overeating or undereating. That is one of the things we're going to talk about today. <laughs> All right, great segue. Okay, so first things first, I think. You know, I am not vegetarian. I'm not pescatarian. I've always eaten meat on Thanksgiving. It is the centerpiece, the pinnacle of a Thanksgiving dinner. But the girl sitting next to me doesn't eat meat. So I have no clue how her Thanksgiving feels accomplished or fulfilling. Um, so I'm going to ask you, Sam, what is it like being vegetarian? You're pescatarian, though. I am pescatarian, but I was vegetarian for quite a long time. Okay. And I would strongly disagree with Emily's point. I think the bird is the focal point of the Thanksgiving table, but she is doing the least. Almost all food writers and influencers and cooks I know have accepted the fact that turkey is the most boring part of Thanksgiving dinner and the sides are the stars. And that, I think, is the epitome of being a vegetarian at Thanksgiving. I think as long as you have mashed potatoes, something with cranberry in it, um, and then maybe if your family really loves you or you're a planner of vegetarian stuffing, then you're golden. So... I know you've talked about eating, like, a tofu turkey from Traders before, unless I'm incorrect. Yeah, so if, 
almost every Thanksgiving, I get myself my own little fake turkey. <laughs> um, I think Gardein does the best one, followed by Trader Joe's, and then Tofurky is last. Okay. So you don't think, like, that bite of plant-based turkey with the cranberry sauce is the best bite of the meal? Oh, don't get me wrong. I think they're delicious, especially the Gardein one. But I would be happy with a Thanksgiving plate that didn't have any meat or mock meat. Okay, maybe I just can't relate. It's like the only thing that I eat that doesn't make me feel gross is the cranberry sauce with the turkey. Before we move on, I still don't get how you just eat like the breads and the vegetables and like call it a day with Thanksgiving. Well, okay. Here's the thing. As a nutrition major, I advocate a balanced plate. And that means a certain amount of protein, a certain amount of nice complex carbohydrates, and then some healthy fats. And just eating sides, you are often missing out on a quality source of protein. Unless you use like a rice stuffing that has beans in it, but I've never heard of that. That turkey is the quality source of protein. And that is why I pay, like, $15 for, like, a chunk of soy and wheat. That would is, you ever make your own? That's like asking if I would ever make my own cheese. In a vacuum, yes. In the world we live in, no. Okay, okay, fair, fair, fair. I would love to, but um, I'm a woman in STEM, and I'm very busy. Would you ever, like, instead of doing turkey, just substitute it for a different protein like a side dish with tofu in it or a side dish with beans absolutely not I think that would feel very out of place on the Thanksgiving table okay. yeah Thanksgiving I think the only meat you're allowed to serve is turkey no ham no bacon no chicken unless it's like a Thanksgiving for two and you just want to do a roast chicken even though people add bacon and ham to their side dishes which we're gonna get I into. said what I said <laughs> wow Really alienating our audience this week. Fight or flight, bitches. <laughs> so Sam and I decided to rank the best sides of Thanksgiving because even though the bird is the focal point of the meal, it really is the details. Um, the details lie in the sides and the flavor bombs lie in the sides. As they so, say in the Great British Bake Off, the devil is in the details and the details of Thanksgiving are the sides. Who said the devil's in the details? Uh, source unconfirmed. Okay. Emily, what is the best side on the Thanksgiving table? Cranberry sauce. Cranberry sauce is the best side. It is the only side that I wish was incorporated into every holiday. No, I like, like, not sarcastically. I actually think that cranberry sauce should be a condiment used more often in our cuisine. Um, I absolutely agree. However, I once had a patient who just out of the blue requested cranberry sauce with his meal and that was so jarring for me. I was like, what do you mean? You're, you're going to eat cranberry sauce and it's not Thanksgiving? That sounds illegal. 
And that's on society. And like, we should change that. Let's let's start a petition. <laughs> Emily and I would love to live in a society where you can eat cranberry sauce any day of the week and pumpkin pie in the summer. This bitch loves pumpkin pie. No, I don't. Do no, I? No, me. Oh, you do? You do? Yeah. I sometimes just make the filling. Okay, see, that's queen level shit. Because, like, the spices in pumpkin pie are the best part of fall. Hands down. Let's be honest. PSLs, no. Pumpkin pie filling. PPF. <laughs> PSL, no. PPF. Pumpkin pie filling. <laughs> that's going to be our first shirt. Almost healthy merch. <laughs> I, like, actually want that on a hat. I'm not even joking. That is so funny. That's your Christmas gift. Thank you. Um, so, Sam, what is our second best side? Which I actually don't agree with, but I'm letting her do this. Okay, I personally think this one is tied for first, but uh, stuffing is the best part of Thanksgiving dinner, and I genuinely wish it was a part of more meals, because... It reinvents bread in a whole new wonderful way. You get like the custardy middle part and then you get the crispy top and sides and it's savory and it's like a lot of fun textures. What's not to love? I kind of think stuffing is overrated. Um, I really do. I just think that there's so many, it always ends up tasting like an umami salty blob. And the problem is, is that you have already so many umami salty blobs um, that I think have more interesting textures. And that's why you need to get rid of turkey. <laughs> Maybe. Um, so I pass on stuffing, but I will say that because I'm Jewish, we usually do a challah stuffing, and that's really good. Um, but there's one stuffing I really want to try, and I'll never get to try and it's on my dad's side, which is funny because on this podcast, I usually talk about my mom's side. Um, he lived in San Francisco. And so when like Boudin, you know, that restaurant, the bakery, it's the bakery slash restaurant that started in San Francisco, really known for like their sourdough bread bowls. Mm-hmm. Um, my grandma, my bubba would go down and get OG, we're talking like 70s, OG Boudin sourdough and make stuffing out of it and that's just something I'll never get to experience and I feel like if I had had that because I love sourdough so much I would my entire idea of stuffing would change see I think that's why I love it because what my mom does is she buys a bunch of bread and she has this ridiculous contact lens shaped bowl it's maybe like two feet in diameter and she tears up the bread, she puts it in the bowl, and she leaves it to dry, which when I was younger, and still do, and so does my brother, is we would, like, every time we walk by the bowl, you just take, like, a handful of bread. Mad respect. Mad respect. And then I would get yelled at. That's like licking a spoon while you're baking a cake. Um, it is necessary. Okay, so our third is mashed potatoes arguably the worst preparation of the potato, but necessary once a year. Having worked in hospice, I can tell you towards end of life, people are really sick of eating mashed potatoes because it's kind of everyone's go-to soft food. 
Um, and it's a great way to just like cram calories into a spoonful of food. Uh, and so mashed potatoes done right are delicious done wrong are gross. Yeah. But yeah, Thanksgiving's like the one time a year where I'm like, yeah, mashed potatoes. Literally it's the one time where I'm like, I could take this preparation of the potato, even though I would take any other preparation, any other time of the year. Oh my God. Imagine a Thanksgiving like meal where it was poutine. Genius. Genius. Think about it. Base of really crispy fries. And then we have mashed potatoes. Chunks of like, I guess you would have to do like cheese curds because it's poutine. Uh, And then you have like a gravy with like chunks of turkey in it. And then just like a zesty little cranberry relish on top. Sam, the food engineer, the cookbook writer out here, like... (laughs) Queen, that is so, that sounds so good. Okay. Um, our, this is what happens when I record hungry. <laughs> yeah, literally. Uh, honorable mentions for our best sides go. Roast veggies, because this is a veggie positive podcast. Heck yeah, baby carrots fucking win. Especially when you just like have all of those woody herbs from when you were cooking the turkey and you sprinkle those in and you have like your parsnips and some other root vegetables. Brussels sprouts. And they get just like caramelized and soft, like a little bit of like bite to them. And then the final honorable mention is mashed potatoes arguably the best preparation of potatoes they are like the best part of fries and the best part of mashed potatoes and the best part of a baked potato all in one and it is the most beautiful thing like that is our recipe of the week i'm jumping ahead but i don't care that is our recipe of the week i'm getting my grandma's version of smashed potatoes and sometimes i swear the only reason my mom flies from california to my grandma's house for Thanksgiving (laughs) is for those dang smashed potatoes. I'm not even joking. The reason we put up with our family is for those smashed potatoes. So if you have never had smashed potatoes, go make them. I feel like, what is a smashed potato and how is that different from mashed potatoes? First of all, I'm so sorry. And second of all, just to like explain it in a nutshell, you boil the potatoes and then you take all of your family conflict out on them and you smash them. And then just like so much oil, they go in the oven, they get like really crispy on the edge. And then there's that like soft part on the inside. It really is delicious. Um, and I'm not even a potato person. Like if given the choice between bread or potatoes, I choose bread every time. Amen. My mom is not the same way though. Um, okay, so those are our best sides. These dishes can be left behind in 2020. I don't think anyone who's anyone will miss them. Green bean casserole. Sweet potatoes with marshmallows. Biscuits. Weird things to put in stuffing. Mac and cheese. Pecan pie. (laughs) We're going to start with sweet potatoes with marshmallows because Sam and I just found out today that how it started was... The marshmallow industry was like, ah, how do we get people to eat more marshmallows? No, literally, it was Angelus Marshmallows hired the founder of the Boston Cooking School magazine, um, Janet Hill, Janet McKenzie Hill, 
and asked her to develop recipes to use marshmallows for everyday use. And it's, they came up with this. They came up with sugar on top of sugar on top of sugar on top of sugar. My big complaint with sweet potatoes and marshmallows is, don't get me wrong, I love sweet potatoes and I love marshmallows, but it's redundant because guess what pumpkin pie is? It's got all of those like creamy, sweet, root vegetable-y cinnamon notes. There's no law saying you can't put marshmallows on top of that. So like, do I need it during my dinner? No. And I just feel like like sweet potato pie, I know you put marshmallows on top. Um, and we're not trying to knock Southern cuisine with this. We're just trying to say like, maybe we should incorporate sweet potato pie into a different holiday. Um, or think about a way to do it when you don't have five other pies that are also very sweet and taste the same. Like, Also, let's just be honest. It's not a dinner food. It's a dessert food. Amen. It's like the pancakes of dinner. <laughs> the pancakes of dinner. No, that's accurate. Yeah, it it's so sweet that it just tastes like dessert. All right, Emily, why do you have a problem with biscuits? They're just, guys, stuffing is better. Mashed potatoes is better. Like, there's so much bread already. Why do I need a biscuit? Why do I need a dinner roll? I don't need it. I this don't. is a very carb-heavy dinner, and don't get us wrong, we love a biscuit, but there's a time and a place for them, and that is not the Thanksgiving table. And, like, if we're thinking about eating healthy portions and not overeating, like, do you really want to waste your sanity on a biscuit? Absolutely not. No, thank you. Okay, why did you put weird things in stuffing? Because I've never had, like, oysters in stuffing. I haven't either because I come from a mostly same family, but people will put, like, oysters and apple and raisin in their stuffing, and I just feel like stuffing is not a time to innovate. Like, keep it classic. I will say, like, I've definitely done, like, vegetable-based stuffings, um, oh, for sure. Like the way my mom makes it is red peppers and celery and onion and mushrooms, mushrooms get yeah. sauteed together. And then she makes like the custard with the broth and then you bake it all together. Yeah. But I would say anything too umami or too sweet does not belong in the stuffing. Yeah. I just think like Thanksgiving is a time for classics. What about pecan pie? Okay. Here's the thing. I love candy pecans and I love pie but I don't like pecan pie first of all it has corn syrup in it which is a fine ingredient but it's very one note and that one note is sweet and I just find that pecan pie overall it's like really cloyingly sweet and it's super gooey and I just feel like the only good part of the pecan pie is the very top <laughs> Well, the other thing is I don't remember the last time I had a pecan pie where like the egg-based filling didn't taste overcooked or didn't taste like gummy. Yeah, it's like, ugh. Like it has a really, really bad texture um, that's just like mushy. And look, look, you know my opinion on wet mush if you listen to last episode. You know Sam's opinion on wet mush if you listen to last episode. But let's be honest. Thanksgiving has a lot of wet mush. Like, you don't need any more wet mush. Like, give me my apple pie that at least is textured. 
Uh, I actually don't like pumpkin pie because it is kind of mushy, but like pumpkin pie at least has different notes besides like sweet. Pecan pie, leave it in the past. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Thanksgiving hot takes. I'm gonna ask Emily her opinion on hot takes. Are you ready? Yes, and then I'm gonna give Sam a couple of my hot takes. When is the correct time to eat Thanksgiving dinner? It starts at one and should go to like eight at night. Like it really should be an all day event and you really should just be eating slowly and enjoying the food and having lots of conversation. Strong disagree. Wow. The answer is four o'clock. Completely not it, but okay. You need time. Okay, but you can't eat at one o'clock and call it a dinner. But it's more, it kind of is an all-day event. It really is an all-day event. And so for it to be an all-day event, you have to start earlier in the day. All right, but I feel like if you start your Thanksgiving dinner, quote-unquote, at one o'clock, you're going to end up being, like, <laughs> day drunk at two. Wait, so then how long does your Thanksgiving dinner go to? Like two hours. Okay, yeah, see, there you go. Mine is like four to five. I previously said I wanted to go to your Thanksgiving for the smashed potatoes, and I would like to rescind that statement. No, you're not going to. I'm just going to send you them. Thank you. That's what we'll do. Okay. Do you save room for dessert, or do you make room for dessert? I save room. I used to make room, and it never made me feel good, and this is when we talk about um, if you want to overeat and get out your stretchy pants and that's just what you traditionally do during Thanksgiving, no shame to you. Um, I just find it really hard to like stay awake when I do that and enjoy my family, not be grouchy. And so I've recently been like, okay, I'm going to take one serving of everything, savor that, eat it slowly. And I'm not going back for seconds and my seconds can be for my dessert. I definitely agree. I think overeating is overrated because um, you don't feel good when your stomach is too full. Uh, and I also think food doesn't taste better the more you eat. Agreed. In fact, I think it's a diminishing returns kind of situation. So I, the past couple of Thanksgivings, have just been eating like a normal sized dinner. Like, there's no reason to, like, skip breakfast and lunch. I think that's a really unhealthy mentality. Agreed. Um, but I will have, like, three slices of pie at the end because... Because it's pie. I make room for dessert. <laughs> All right, Emily, last question. Do you serve appetizers at Thanksgiving? Yes, no. My grandma does. I actually have a picture of me holding, like, a glass of juice. Um, in front of like this huge cheese board that my grandma made for Thanksgiving from two years ago before pre-COVID. Um, so yeah, my grandma does. Um, she can and will do like bacon wrapped dates if she wants to. Um, I personally would not because it's already enough work. I have to agree. I would say if you're going to do an appetizer, scudite would be really appropriate, just like something fresh and light to kind of graze on while you wait for dinner, but not something to fill you up. Like, I think cheese is too heavy for a Thanksgiving appetizer. 
Interesting. It was like, yeah, I think that if you're having wine and cheese, that's okay. But like, you really just take a small amount and put it on a cracker. Um, I just think that's really hard to do with a cheese board. Can't relate because I've done it. Um, okay, I have two for you really quickly because I think they're a little bit more hot than your hot takes. Oh, okay. Okay, Thanksgiving leftovers, yes or no? Hell yeah, that's the whole point of Thanksgiving. It's the holiday of meal prepping. So do you reinvent the leftovers or you just eat them? Oh, I relive it. I mean... So you're not like the Thanksgiving leftover sandwich kind of girl. Okay, I think a sandwich is about as far as I go. I know a lot of people will, like, do ridiculous things like deep-frying their mashed potatoes, um, and I just think, like, it was good before. It'll still be good the next day. Okay, agreed. I do think that the Thanksgiving leftover sandwich is the best part of the holiday, which gets to my... Yeah. (laughs) Which gets to my final question. Is Thanksgiving the worst holiday? I think... Ethically, I have to say no, because Columbus Day is still a holiday. (laughs) That's true. I think maybe it emphasizes the wrong values. Example, restricting and overeating, um, spending time with people who might be toxic. But there's a lot of things that I do love about Thanksgiving, like all of the warm spices, sage, an herb we do not use enough in cooking. That's true. Spending time with people you love. Showing gratitude. Thanksgiving did gratitude before wellness was even on our radar. I think, so Thanksgiving is my least favorite holiday uh, by far. Okay, but you get so many holidays. We, it, but it's not like any of those holidays are better than Easter and Christmas, and I don't get Easter and Christmas. Um, I don't consider the three-day weekends a holiday because I only really saw them as a kid as a time to rest and relax and that I got Monday off. Um, But if we're talking about big holidays, it is the worst one, in my opinion, because of the amount of fake history behind it, number one. (laughs) Like, it is entirely fabricated. Um, That is true. And the fact that it washes away Indigenous people's plights. And also, I just don't like Thanksgiving food. Like, I really only like cranberry sauce. And that's me being perfectly honest. Like, I just, it's never really vibed with me, never really resonated with me. I never like sitting at the table for too long. Um, Okay, but your Thanksgivings literally go from one to eight. I think if it was just, like, a normal dinner with your family and, like, slightly better food than the usual weeknight, like, that would be a fun holiday. Yeah, but my... Food. Like, I was spoiled as a kid getting really good food. Like, literally, the fact that I can say my grandma makes better dishes any other time of the year than Thanksgiving is saying something. Uh, and my mom, too. Touche. So, yeah, I Thanksgiving is the worst holiday. I'm sorry. Uh, the only thing that might be wor- a little worse is the 4th of July. Yeah, I think I would have to rate 4th of July lower just because... So many people decide that they're an amateur pyrotechnic, pyrotechnist, uh, and they just go across the border to New Hampshire, buy like $300 worth of fireworks, and then scare all of the dogs, and that makes me really sad. And I think that that's the end of Hot Takes.
close out today's episode with our Thanksgiving mantras. Emily, would you like to go first? Okay, I need you all to take a deep breath in. Hold it. Deep breath out. You know, get centered. Feel the ground, you know, beneath your feet. Really focus in and listen very carefully. Your grandmother's Thanksgiving stuffing is worth her problematic comments on race. Sam, would you like to give your Thanksgiving mantra? All right. Plant your feet firmly on the ground. Root down through your sits bones. Roll your shoulders down and back, releasing them from your ears. Get tall through the crown of your head. Take a deep breath in through the nose. Feel your ribs expand. Feel your belly rise. Pause at the top of your breath before exhaling, slowly releasing all of that air. And repeat after me. The 75% off Black Friday deal is a capitalist invention to encourage overconsumption. Follow us on Instagram <laughs> at um, almost, I think it's almost underscore healthy underscore podcast. Uh, follow me on Instagram, Emily Klein, E-M-I-L-E-E-K-L-E-I-N-N, um, because I constantly post about all the new podcasts going on the Empress Wire. Um, we have a sports cop podcast, anime podcast, which I'm going to be featured on. I'm so excited. I get some really hot takes on gender and anime, because let me when just say... When does Emily not give a hot take? That's true. Um, we have a meme podcast that actually did super well. Um, and our newest episode of Bean Bots covers Taylor and Taylor Swift and the queen that she is. Uh, so I'm living for red all over again. Oh, yeah. Heck, yeah. It is the anthem of this fall. Um, so check us out and have a good Thanksgiving, guys. Remember to sleep, take a break, and stay almost healthy. When your family stresses you out, and this is a when, not an if, just come back to this episode, swipe all the way up to our Thanksgiving mantras, pull yourself away in the bathroom, take a deep breath, say your mantras, maybe take a sip of wine. I was about to say, (laughs) make sure to grab that bottle of wine as you head to the bathroom. Or maybe you don't need substances to deal with your family. All right, anyway, (laughs) I will see y'all.